Hi, Ishpreet. Welcome to 11 Questions. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm going to start with a very simple question. Where are you from and where do you live now? I'm born and bred in the UK. I'm Punjabi, so family backdates to India, Punjab. And are you a tea person or a coffee person? Oh, I need my jar. I'm definitely a tea person. I have to have at least one cup of tea in the morning and then at least another cup of tea at three o'clock. Oh, that three o'clock. <laughs> I don't have three o'clock tea time. It's such a Punjabi thing, I feel. Even growing up, everyone was like, it's three o'clock, let's make tea. Exactly. This is what you have to do. <laughs> what about yourself? I drink coffee in the morning because it's just easier with a quicker pace. But when I have time, I love to make chai. Yeah. You do need like a solid five minutes to make it. <laughs> oh, sometimes I've taken longer because I like it to boil on low heat for a bit. Gives it extra taste. Uh, so that's why I feel like my mornings don't accommodate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. You do need time. <laughs> if you could drink chai with any person in the world, which person would you pick? Oh, I don't know. I probably if I oh, really want to meet like President Obama. Yeah, it would be good to introduce him to chai. Yeah, I know. I feel like we should introduce him to Indian cuisine. Is there yeah. anything in Indian cuisine that you would never eat? You know what? I don't have jalebis. And apparently that's like a really big thing. But I'm just I'm not a fan of jalebis. How? I know, I know. <laughs> Everyone says that to me. But the thing is, I'll eat any form of like mitta or sweet. I just can't eat jalebis. I just think they're just, no, I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, now all I'm going to think about is jalebis all day. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that song though. <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite? Is your favorite jalebis? <laughs> That's not my favorite, but I have a sweet tooth, so... I eat most sweets, but oh, yeah. back in India, you get so much variety. I I never get my favorites here in the US. Oh, okay. So what, do you like stick with like just gulab jamun? Yeah, here know? if you go out to eat, mostly you get gulab jamun or rasmalai is good too. Like those are the two I would eat. Oh, yeah. In India, you would get all this. Like, I don't know if you know, there's something called chana murgi, which is like really tiny sweet things. Oh my God, that's my favorite. I don't get it here. Oh, is that... um? It's kind of like a laddu, but it's broken up, isn't it? Is it this tiny? I don't know. It looks like tiny rasgulla, but it's not really like rasgulla if you eat, so I don't <laughs> want to make that comparison. <laughs> well, either way, I'm sure it tastes nice, and now I want to try it. Whenever you go to India, I guess, and at least like if you go to Punjab, I'm pretty sure you can easily find it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I've, I've, my masis are all in Punjab, so uh, I think the last time I went was in 2016, so it's been some time. I'm due to visit that. Yeah, even for me, it's overdue. I went in 2018, I think. And I thought I would go this year, but it doesn't look like it. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going anywhere this year. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh. India as a destination is not doing so great right now. No, maybe let's not go there right now. <laughs> How many languages can you speak? Just English and Punjabi. But even then, knowing my luck, my Punjabi is not brilliant. <laughs> it's always room for improvement. And I know like, basic spanish to like order something off a menu but like <laughs> let's not practice that <laughs> do you have a favorite thing about your punjabi culture i think it's quite a lot of things i like about being punjabi it's i think it's just like the culture it's the uh, aura the vibe like it's not only just the food it's like the family gatherings it's the 
not even like going to functions or weddings or any of that. That's all a, a bonus, but it's it's very family orientated being Punjabi. Like we do things together. It's quite wholesome, and that's what I quite like about it. And everything is kind of surrounded around food. And that's kind of like how we book things in. And it's just like, if you want to invite someone over to your house, we're like, we'll come for three because it's drought time. <laughs> yeah. We are quite food centered, but I don't know. I think it's just something about our culture that's just very family orientated. I, I really like that. Yeah. A friend recently brought that up. I myself didn't notice it because if you're living in a culture too long, sometimes you don't see these things. But she, she was like, yeah, from outside, it looks like it's, so much around your kin and your family and I was like oh yeah it is never really <laughs> realized that yeah we're kind of just like one big bubble we all travel together <laughs> and even like in India when you live it doesn't always seem like a big bubble because you have your day-to-day life to go on but mm. whenever something happens good or bad like how everybody shows up that yeah, speaks yeah. a lot Oh yeah, definitely. It's that community sense, isn't it? Which is which is definitely there, which is really nice. Yeah, it's really missing in the West for sure. <laughs> like living in the US, I sometimes do feel that community is not there. No, I understand. But I guess you need to change the whole vibe in here. You stand it. You got to change the game. I'm lucky to have found a few Punjabi friends there. Oh, we're very loud as well, by the way. So you'll know when it comes. <laughs> Is that one of your least favorite things? Ironically, I'm quite quiet. But Punjabis together, we're just a loud bunch. I don't, I don't know why. We're just very passionate about everything that we have to say. And it's not, we're not arguing. We're just literally, there's normal conversation, but it, it just, it's very, our expressions are very real. <laughs> you get to feel what we're saying. <laughs> so yeah. I can, I can see that. <laughs> You write poetry. Do you think you take any inspiration from the culture for your writings? Yeah, I how I write my poetry is based off like memory and experiences and conversations I've had with people or moments that I think have been difficult to replicate. And a lot of what I wrote in recovery is in correlation with just my upbringing. And, and being Punjabi is a, a huge part of that. So I definitely think it always ties in with my work and I do try, you know, write about it when I can to like just bring more education to social media and just try and bring Sikhi up more in, into conversation because not a lot of people know about that. That's amazing. I love that. And I think that's how I found you on Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> if you were not a writer, what else would you be? I genuinely don't know. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I actually thought I was going to be a teacher. It's so funny because I still, in some aspect, do want to teach and do want to just have that sort of interaction with younger individuals or just loads of different people. But now I think I want to do it in a different way. So not necessarily in like a classroom setting, but I'd love to do like workshops. I'd love to um, like going to universities and speak um, and, and talk about important things. But right now, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> but it's it's one of my goals. How long has it been since you have been writing? Well, I started writing at like 14, 15, but I probably I like probably got into writing, especially when it came to writing for my book, around like five years ago. 
Um, and then from then onwards, I just haven't really put the pen down. And now we are at my favorite question. If you were to be deserted on an island, which three books okay. would you take with you? Number one, who left me on this island? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would probably get a book or some sort of navigation of, of the island that I'm living in because I feel like I need to know the area. <laughs> and then two, two books I would get just for fun. So I think I would take my own book. I think that's a bit biased. <laughs> I would also take um, Ruthie Kaur's book, um, Milk and Honey. She's definitely set the standards for poetry and just writing so, so high. I, I generally don't know how she does it, but her, her, her writing is beautiful. And she's she's been one of the main inspirations for me to start writing. And I just find that every time I reread some of her work, something new comes out. And I think that's the beauty of poetry. And that's why I was going to take a bit. Yeah, I like her writings too. And I also like all the topics she brings up, not just her poetry, but the hard things that have not been talked about in our culture. So that's why yes. I love all her books. She definitely brings conversations to light that Indian society consider as taboo subjects or just conversations that we shouldn't have especially out of the point. So in that sense, I really respect her for that. It's kind of what I try to do in my book is just talk about things that are sometimes just difficult to talk about. And I think if we encourage this open conversation, hopefully it will make things easier for the new generation. Yeah, normalized talking, which is so weird that we mm. are at a point where people have made that a gendered topic sometimes and like an yeah. issue for only a few and not everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely right. Because it's something as simple as asking for help. It's not normal. It's a sign of, oh, you're weak or we shouldn't ask for help because it means that we can't do what we want to do on our own terms. And it's not a sign of weakness. Asking for help is definitely not a sign of weakness. It's saying that you need support and you, it takes strength to realize that you're not at a place where you are, but you're definitely, you want to be, you know, somewhere better. And there's no harm in asking for help to get you there. So I think we definitely need to change that perception for sure. Yeah, I agree. And for a last question now, if you were to pick one interesting life experience to share with us, what would you tell us today? I tracked. And said, oh, I don't even know how many kilometers, it's probably like 50 kilometers. But my family and I, we went um, and did the trail to Hemgun in India. And I think I was like nine or ten. But I just remember it being so hard. <laughs> it literally like made me realize that I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> like there was, I think we, I, it was like, ten of us that we all decided to trail up to him because of the good that we went to go see and um it was really difficult it definitely pushed us mentally we were traveling um for like i mean over a week like three days in the car and then we were walking for like at least three to five days and then taking breaks in between it was definitely a challenge but like that's a sort of memory that we all hold and cherish so much because we made so many experiences on that trip Ones that I can't share because they're like, a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> but I mean, aren't like India trips are just always so funny. <laughs> I think trip to Hemkud is something at least in Punjabi, so everyone has done at some point or will do. Everyone tries to do at least once. Yes. Yeah. 
and I remember I did it when I was three years old maybe I don't know oh. so I was like very young I, I don't have many memories but there are a lot of pictures and oh, yeah. stories from adults in my family about what a brat I was I would not walk <laughs> I would refuse so they had to like hire uh, so there were a few people who would like had baskets on their backs and you could like oh, yes, yes, for yes, kids yes. you you could use that so I would I was just in that so I guess I figured out really early on in my life that I'm just not cut out for it <laughs> Hire me a person to take me places. When we were walking up, I would see kids at the back of someone. I'm just like, oh, why am I not sitting in there? And like, I was clearly too big to sit down. And my mom was just like, no, you can walk, you can do this. Like, <laughs> like I'm not cut out for this. And I'm pretty sure on the way back, we actually ended up having, we got horses. So that helped us on the way back. They are scary too, too, right? Because they walk oh, they so close to they the edge. Off the edge, and I'm just like, what? It, like, I'm pretty sure I was given a donkey. <laughs> I, I, was, I didn't qualify for. There's like I a small. hybrid one they use, like, <laughs> not the real horses. They cannot. Yeah, I didn't. Them. I didn't get the real thing. My dad got a real horse, but I, I'm pretty sure I was given a donkey. I'm not even joking. <laughs> he, the, the, the donkey was literally so small, and I'm like, I feel like I'm going to crush you, and. He, the dog, I'm assuming it was a he, you're literally just walking on the edge of the dog. I'm like, can you just move? <laughs> a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's more scary and I would just walk in that case. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't trust your navigational skills. So. <laughs> well, thank you, Ishpreet, for sharing this memory. It reminded me of my own trip. <laughs> it was great getting to know you with 11 questions. But before I let you go, I also want to ask for our listeners if they want to reach out to you or read your writings or buy your book, where can they find you? My book recovery is available on Amazon, on all um, international sites. So it's available in Canada, US, everywhere on Amazon. Um, you can check out my website also because I offer signed prints, uh, signed copies of my book on my website. Instagram handle is ishbreetwrites. So if you want to see some of my poetry, um, some of the work that I do, occasionally my face, then that's how you can find me. <laughs> Thank you, Ishpreet. It was so great talking to you, really. I think it's always extra special for me when I find a Punjabi person to speak to. <laughs> so I'm going to be nostalgic <laughs> rest of the day and thinking about jalebis. <laughs> <laughs> Have some jada. Oh, is it too early? No, what, what's the time? And- it's 11 but it's Saturday so Saturday has no (laughs) so then that means you need to start making your food because we're going to have prontets for Saturday (laughs) I'd have the chow ready you made my day all about food (laughs) that's all that's going to (laughs) happen that's the priorities but thank you for having me I really enjoyed this chat thank you so much Thank you for listening to our conversation today. Hope you enjoyed getting to know our guest as much as I did. You can also watch a video version of this conversation on 11 Questions YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you like this episode, please leave a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at 11QuestionsPod for more videos and updates. And I'll be back next week with a new guest. Bye!